0: The Lamb opens the scroll, this is the Tomorrow Christian Today, podcasting, Revelation 5. Happy New Year's Eve to everybody. This is the last day, the last evening of 2022, and now we are on the verge of a new year, a new beginning, a new reset, maybe some New Year's resolutions and definitely we are one year closer to our destiny, one year closer to the coming of Christ, when the sky shall open up in Revelation 1-7 and our Savior shall come for his people. I would like to be one of those people, and I guess I feel that I would like to do great things in my church. I am not a pastor, I don't have any really great talents, it seems that When I do things, sometimes what I have in my head and the way it actually turns out doesn't really come together the way I've seen it. But if the Lord would like to use me, I would like to do great things. I would like to achieve higher heights. Whatever I do, I would like to do excellently. It doesn't happen that way, but that's how I feel. And maybe when you're serving in your church, or you're thinking about serving, maybe this is something you have to think about, because you have to be you know you and the lord have to work it out the schedule but i just feel that i have to do more i have to it it's not for me to be able to say let somebody else do it you know when the years start to climb as mine are climbing you know two years close to 60 you can't really look around and say let somebody else do it because people are going to do the same thing and if everybody has that attitude in church nothing will get done so I ask the Lord for the Holy Spirit to be able to help me to be able to lead, to be courageous, to be more bold, and to know the Bible better. In fact, I think I should pray. Dear Lord, we can't always, um, we should never forget to pray. Whenever we're studying your word, whenever we're reading your word, whenever we want to draw close to you, we want your spirit, Lord. We want to give you the things that are in our hearts, the things that bother us, the things that are making us anxious, the things that are breaking us and hurting us and upsetting us. We want to give those things to you, Lord, so you can dissolve them and dissipate them and take them away and, 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 and show us Lord, the perspective that we are in this perspective of eternity, that we are on the verge of knowing you, that you are on the verge of coming, as you said, that you would come quickly. And 2000 years have elapsed since the cross Lord. And those 2000 years, although they're a blink of an eye to you, There's so much time of human history, and we are so much closer to your coming. I feel that. And even if I might say things that are wrong or out of place or might make me look like an oddball, I still want to be bold and courageous for you. And I want to do great things. And I pray that if there's anybody listening, they want to do great things, that they do them through the power of your Holy Spirit. You said your grace was sufficient for us. So help us now as we study Revelation 5, help us to see the meat in the words and help us to always see the meat and always be fascinated, to be excited, to want to explore the Bible, to be charged up by the Holy Spirit when we read your word because it gives us light and life and liberty and it helps us to renew our strength so that we may mount up like eagles. And when people are tired and depressed and they're empty, Lord, that we are not empty because our gas tanks are recharged and refueled because of your power, because of your goodness, because of your love, and because of your forgiveness. It's my prayer. It's my plea. In the name of Christ, I pray. Amen. Okay, that was a little bit long, but, you know, sometimes you get carried away with the Holy Spirit. It says in verse 1, I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne. In the right hand interesting that it says scroll um and there's a note here in john macarthur's um because i'm using his study bible and he has some very good notes in there so i'm using his study bible even though i'm reading from the nlt it says a scroll is something written within and on the back this is typical of various kinds of contracts in the ancient world including deeds marriage contracts rental and lease agreements and wills the inside of the scroll contained all the details of the contract. And the outsider back contained a summary of the document. Isn't something? You know, in our external lives that we should show the Ten Commandments, we should show good deeds, but we're not saved by, you know, we're not saved by these things, we're saved by faith for good deeds. So the inside contains everything in us, the messiness, the messiness of life, the messiness of our hearts, but we know Jesus is here. Jesus said that Him and His Father would come come in and sup with us and eat with us and dine with us in our very being, so we would always have a banquet. We would always have a buffet. We would always be fed internally. And we would never hunger or thirst spiritually. I think we are the contract. The New Covenant is not just a piece of paper. It's Jesus. It's us. It's living beings. It says there was writing on the inside and the outside of the scroll and it was sealed with seven seals again seven the number of completion or is it the number of disaster it seems that in genesis 7 that's when the flood is happening seven is the number of god but sitting in the presence of god doesn't do too well so so is it is it meaning it's 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 final it's the final story it's the big story And I saw a strong angel who shouted with a loud voice, who is worthy to break the seals on the scroll and open it? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and read it. How many people have been born on this planet? 15 billion, 20 billion, 21 billion? Throughout the sum of the ages of the earth and only one man totally fulfilled the law and never sinned. And that's our God and our savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 4, I began to weep bitterly. John is weeping because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and read it. Nobody, nobody's worthy. Everybody's sinned. We're all a mess. We're all sinners. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Nobody's worthy of God. But one of the 24 elders said to me, stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and his seven seals. We have a Savior We have a mediator in front of God on our behalf and he is worthy. He never sinned. He taught the law and he lived the law. He fulfilled the law. Love fulfills the law. He loved his father so perfectly. He never did his own will. He never was selfish. He never created a sin. He never created an anti-relationship. Jesus Christ is an amazing human being. It says in verse five, six, Then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered, but it was now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the 24 elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which represent the sevenfold spirit of God that is sent out into every part of the earth. Amazing. Well, if Jesus, Jesus is a man, I think he looks like a man. I mean, I would imagine he was a, the son of man is the son of God, but he's a human being. But it says here, I mean revelation speaks metaphorically sometimes and i think maybe that's could that be a danger that could that be a a challenge for people because they don't know what's real and what's metaphorical but i think all of us would agree when you read this that describing him as the lamb that's slaughtered that he has seven horns and seven eyes i don't think jesus has seven horns on his head I mean, horns is like authority, but I I honestly don't think he has seven horns on his head right now. You know, he looked pretty human um, when he ascended to go uh, with the Lord in Acts Acts 1, verses 7 or 8 or 9. You know, he looked like a human. There was no horns. And so it says he has seven horns and seven eyes. Like Maybe I'm speaking tongue-in-cheek, but do you know what I'm trying to say? So I think there's some parts of the Bible that we can... We can agree are metaphorical, some parts are real, but there are some parts that are metaphorical that we can say pretty sure that's speaking metaphorically. I'm pretty sure that Jesus has two eyes, a nose and a mouth, a forehead, no horns, and he's alive somewhere and he's right in front of God. Wherever that is, wherever that is, he's there. I can't understand it personally. I try to understand like, is he in a place? Is he in a time? But he's a beyond time and space so wherever he is you know he's a man he, he could only be in one place he said so i have to leave so that the holy spirit will come among you but i'm pretty sure that he's human and but yet this describes his attributes describes his completeness it describes his totality it describes that he was slaughtered for our sins because of his blood we're cleansed we get to talk to god We get to pray to God. We get to speak to God. God is our Heavenly Father. He was always our Father. But when we sinned, He became our enemy. He became an alien life form to us. Somebody whose very essence, or somebody, something, whose very essence would kill us because the purity would destroy the sin inside of us. But because of Jesus, that doesn't happen. Jesus is our Savior and lets us talk to God. Isn't that amazing? Verse 7, Jesus steps forward and takes the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting on the throne. So he steps forward. He's on the throne. He shares the throne with his father, but he's sitting next to the throne. But he takes the scroll from God. And when he took the scroll, the four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they held gold bowls filled with incense, which are prayers of God's people. Our prayers are like sweetness to God. He wants to hear from you. He wants to hear from me. I just, I find that so amazing. I, I've i walked around in life and I just felt absolutely invisible. Nobody cared. I mean, I had great parents, don't get me wrong. My parents were obviously, but it's like your parents, they're supposed to care about you. And I And I know that there are people who have had lousy parents and it's no fault of yours because my parents, parents are supposed to be good to you. And my parents were the best. My parents were the best. But sometimes when I walked among other people, I just felt like a nobody. And yet God doesn't think I'm a nobody. It's like a Midas commercial. At Midas, you're a somebody. I'm a somebody. So are you. You've got to believe it. You've got to trust God. And if you don't feel it, you've got to trust. And if you don't feel it, pray for it so that you will feel it. I saw something on you version the guy said you know what whatever is bothering you take it to God You version has kind of changed now They have like the Bible verse in the little circle and then they'll have this person who speaks And then they'll have the prayer and the person whatever is bothering you. You take it to God Whatever is upsetting you you take it to God Whatever is making you anxious. You take it to God if you've got something grateful to God for take it to God say thank you thankfulness gratitude an attitude of gratitude give it to God God and God says hey you know what you are talking to me it's sweetness to my nostrils I love that I just do and they sang a new song with these words you know sometimes God just makes you want to sing you just want to get up and dance Some people can sing in front of other people and other people like myself, I ain't gonna be singing in front of nobody. I actually think that in our church, when I first got there, they had two people singing up at the front and then they had while we were all singing. And even though I'm a terrible singer, it feels like I'm kind of yelling out the words. Like I don't have a musical voice or anything. I would get up and sing if I'm asked to do it. And I think that last night we had a New Year's Eve 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 party. And it was so wonderful because I thought that's exactly what we used to do before until this crazy COVID came and took away our lives. And now that's sort of in the background, although I know a lot of people are sick, but it's time to start dancing. It's time to start singing. It's time to start being grateful. It's time to start being happy again. It's time to let the burdens roll off and roll them right into God. Like a duck to a duck's, like water to a duck's back. Well, your problem should be that to your back. Just give them to God. Just roll them in towards God. He'll take care of them for you. You are worthy to take the scroll, break its seals, and open it. For you were slaughtered, and your blood has ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. Wow. That's us. That's us. I don't say it arrogantly i say it reverently respectfully and thankfully that's us man i tell you what a gift every day should be gratitude of gratitude just thankfulness you don't have to be empty-hearted let god in he's telling the truth he's coming for us he promised he would verse 10 and you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God, and they will reign on the earth. You know, I, I do have to turn in the Bible, so let me see if I can find it quickly. I'm gonna go to Second Peter. See, let's see how good my Bible knowledge is here. Come on, Lord. Okay, so that is not the one. So let me go to First Peter think this is it I always get that mixed up first Peter 2 verse 9 you are a chosen race so it's first Peter not second Peter first Peter 2 verses 9 you are a chosen race a royal priesthood a holy nation a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Friends, you have been called to excellence by an excellent God. Your life is excellence. Anything you touch will be excellent. And if it's good, as I touch things and they're not excellent, they're good, you're going towards excellence stand up straight, put your shoulders back, hold your head up high, not cocky but confident, not not proud and arrogant but humble and upright. You are one of God's people. You are one of God's priests. You are one of God's elect. You have been chosen for all eternity to stand with God for eternity. Many are called, but few are chosen. You have been chosen. God has qualified you. You know, it was like, um, I saw a post and it said, the people who are called may not be qualified, but when God, but God will qualify those who he does call. Is that you? Sure it is. And that's me too. God will qualify me as I'm called. For you were slaughtered and your blood has ransomed people for God. Wonderful, verse 10. And you have caused them to become kingdom of priests for our God and they will reign on the earth. The meek shall inherit the earth forever. This is your playground. This is your world. The world has all these ideas, what it's going to do. And the Bible says, sadly, this world and the people without God are passing away. The people who are self-centered are passing away, but the people who are God-centered, other-centered, selfless are not passing away. Let's not pass away. Let's not be selfish. This is our earth and we will reign on the earth because of our savior. That's so wonderful. I just delight in that. Verse 11, Then I looked again, and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throne, and of the living beings and the elders. You are part of thousands and millions. Wow! 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 And they sang in a mighty chorus. Verse 12, Worthy is the Lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing your king is alive and your king is excellent and your king is worthy he's worthy of your loyalty your allegiance and your praise put your faith in your king you will not you will not be sorry the best things in this life are for free god has given you his son He has given you a new covenant he has given you a new purpose and he's given you a new destiny Seize your destiny. Take hold of your destiny by faith. Don't let go and don't give up. Verse 13. And then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and the sea. They sang blessing and honor and glory and power belonging to the one sitting on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. World without end, time without end, year without without end. You'll be saying a lot of Happy New Year's in eternity. You may say them so many times you get tired of saying them. But it'll always be a new year and it'll always be happy. And every day will be a new beginning. Verse 14, And the four living beings said, Amen. And the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped the Lamb. I can't add to that praise. I feel it. I hope you do too. God bless you. And if we don't talk again, we'll talk next year. 2023. The best is yet to come. Excellence, not mediocrity. God bless you all.